0: This week's episode, we talk about a potential Steam Deck competitor. Plus, Microsoft's latest ID Xbox events. I'm Anthony. And I'm Barry, and this is episode 93 of the Retro Gaming Dads Podcast, the podcast for everything retro and retro inspired. Before we get into the
1: episode, we'd like to say a massive thank you to our Patreon subscribers. Yes, Short Gizmet and Bobby Socks. As always, your continued patronage is really appreciated.
0: We've got quite a lot of news to go through this week. We've got everything from some handhelds to an April Fool that wasn't really an April Fool. And even some new games announced by Xbox.
1: Yes, um, the new games announced by Xbox was actually last minute. Well, not last minute, it was a surprise showcase, which no one knew about until last second. Well, at least we definitely didn't. Oh, no.
0: But before we get into them, should we go through what we've actually been playing this week?
1: Yes, so... I've had the opportunity to play a bit more Portal tonight, play that with Samson. I enjoyed that. I've actually played quite a bit more of Hi-Fi Rush. So I've gone through and I've beaten another boss. I'm going through Hi-Fi Rush trying to get that done again. Really enjoyed just jumping back into that.
0: Do you know what? I was actually looking at Hi-Fi Rush last night and I was wondering if you'd completed it yet or not.
1: No, so i have just going to... Because you're... as you play through the there's different bosses and you get companions to help you out. Uh, I think you've played it having you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So you get other companions. So I've got another companion, and I'm just working my way through that. So, not quite there, but I do need to play on a bit more. I've actually also been doing some real-life power wash simulator. So my wife wanted me to wash down the patios and everything else ready for Easter because we're going to do an Easter egg with the kids outside. Yeah, what the game doesn't allude to is how much you ache after doing it, because obviously I'm hunched over, trying to do it all. But however, like in the game, I get quite methodical, so I kind of like... Sometimes just do it going line by line, or do it diagonal, or like do it different ways. What I have done is I've actually signed one of the um, patio tiles out back, which Esther hasn't noticed yet. So at one point you'll see my initials.
0: Well, unlike you with your exciting life, I've actually managed to play a couple of different games this week. But one Hold that on. I've been playing recently is Little Misfortune, which is on Game Pass. I think I did see you playing that. It's very odd. It reminds me a little bit of something like Monkey Island, okay. but it's it's quite surreal. I think I was playing it last night, and we were chatting on Xbox, weren't we? Yes. And I told you I'd gone into this cave, and there was like a hamster rave down there, and I broke up a fight between these two hamsters, one of which was going to mug the other one with a knife, and they're wearing tracksuits. And I'm like, what What am I playing
1: Sounds like a game where you're kind of like high and imagining things going on.
0: Well, actually, oddly enough, after that, after breaking it up, one of the hamsters dropped a bag of what were called mints. Oh, okay. The little girl that you control goes, "Ooh, mints! I need to have one of these because I'm a little lady, you know." And I'm just like starts tripping. <laughs> so it's 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 very it's very strange. On top of that, I've also been playing quite a lot of Let's Go Pikachu on the Switch. Okay. mainly because I've been waiting for Kerry to hurry up and start playing Pokemon Scarlet. So I can advance forward because she didn't want me to get in ahead of her. And then I find out not only has she done two extra gyms, she's done all five of the Titans in the game already. So now I'm playing catch up to her. <laughs> she went, "No, not don't, don't go ahead, don't go ahead. And then she steered rolled ahead away from you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, my, my Pokemon is still higher level than hers because I've just, kind of like form the same area continuously but i couldn't believe it when she was like oh how do we do this titan I'm like oh let's have a look because i was one titan ahead at the time right i've never seen that and she went yeah it's the last one i was like what, what? <laughs> i've only done two so yeah i'm playing catch up with her on that although even though i haven't had a chance to play them yet i did actually get a couple of pickups this week okay the first one is shadow the hedgehog okay I didn't have it on the Xbox. So <laughs> I saw it's it cheap. I picked it up collection. on the Xbox. That's that's right. That's to add my collection. Plus, I finally got my two games from Strictly Limited Games.
1: Flipping out! How late are they? Nearly a year now?
0: I owed them last May.
1: Yeah, so we're not too Next far year off. A year.
0: So I got the Wonder Boy Anniversary Collection, yep. which, because I waited so long for it to arrive, I purchased digitally.
1: Oh, okay. So you've got you've you've been double dipped.
0: Well, triple dipped, kind of, because I also have the Wonderboy collection. Not oh. the anniversary collection, just the Wonderboy collection, which is pretty much the same game. Uh, it just hasn't got as many variants of the games on it. Yeah. The other game, which I've never played, is Clockwork Aquarium, which apparently depending on who you ask, it's argued whether or not it is but it's apparently the game that spent the longest time in development how long is the longest time it was from like the 90s it was never finished and then it got finished obviously more recently so technically it's been in the longest period of development not not necessarily active development
1: okay so it had a pause
0: and for a personal record for me, it was one of the longest games I had to bloody wait for to get <laughs> sent out. I wouldn't mind. That was the game that was already released when I ordered the Wonderboy game. And they went, oh yeah, we're not sending it until Wonderboy's ready.
1: Well, you got them. You're not waiting for any more games in a minute, are you? Not that I'm aware of, no. That's about The amount of times something arrives. Definitely
0: not from Limited Run or anyone like that.
1: By time something arrives and you'll speak to him the next day and go oh anthony this arrived and i have forgot all about it well yeah that, that might still
0: happen <laughs> oh no sorry i have pre-ordered another game
1: go on what is it sonic origins oh. plus oh yeah yeah, that's now till july do you know what Talking about sonic we've actually got some sonic you to go on with first
0: haven't we well yes so this podcast is coming out a week afterwards but we had april fools recently first of april
1: we did most gaming companies like to join in don't they they like to throw something out just for a bit of fun yes
0: so we had genshin impact introduce some playable cats apparently yeah street fighter 6 even had a playable cat i don't know what it was with cats this year
1: and then also we had a disguised dating simulator
0: <laughs> april fools they're not real we're only joking yeah. and One of the games that actually got shown was The Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog, which has quite a humorous start to the trailer.
1: Yes, it it was a very good trailer. But this isn't just a trailer. This is actually a game as well. Yeah, they've actually
0: released the game completely free. Works on PC and Mac, and you can get from Steam. And you know what? It's actually not that bad. (laughs) That's the
1: thing. It was an April Fools', which is actually not an April Fools'. It's a it's an actual game, and it's another one that you've. I mean, no, you can't buy it, but you can add to your collection of owning on Steam, I guess. Well, yeah, semi Steam collection. If they make a physical game, I'll buy. It.
0: Yeah, I know you will. No, it's it's one of these. I don't know what you call them.
1: Like a murder mystery sort of thing. Yeah,
0: I think they tend to call it like escape room type games where oh, you've got yeah. to go around, combine items, show the right items to people. And that. It's like an episode of Poirot or something.
1: Now, I've not played the game. I've only seen the trailer. Um, so I can't really comment myself. But from the sounds of it, it's definitely would be worth a try on Steam. See, as, as it is free to play. It's not going to play oh, yeah. out anything. No,
0: definitely. I'll say you just click around the environment, you talk to characters, gain information, and then you might have to solve a little puzzle. And the way it does it is when you're thinking about things, it plays a little mini game where you're Sonic collecting rings. Yeah. And you have to do well enough, to collect so many rings in that to be able to conclude the right answer. Okay. So there is a little bit of gameplay in it, but not an awful lot. But for a free game that was released entirely for April Fool's, you can't complain. No, not at all.
1: Again, another trailer that we saw that came out, which we thought was also an April Fool's, was a hardware trailer for a new handheld coming from Asus, which is the ROG Ally. It's a very weird trailer, not going to lie to you.
0: Yeah, so I saw this and... Basically, this looks like it's some sort of Steam Deck competitor. And I saw the advert, and I'm like, nah. it's very, very tongue-in-cheek, and does not seem like it's really trying to sell you this hardware.
1: So no. I just thought it was an April Fool's. Well, the announcer, the way, how he was speaking was kind of... It wasn't really selling it. It wasn't the normal, deep, common oh ROG, Ally, the most common... You know, it was just kind of very plain and basic and jokey but then the actual trailer itself just weird well it didn't say any of the features it went like oh this no. has
0: 16 gig of ram and a eight core processor and terabytes. so you know it
1: didn't give you any specifications it's got dual fans it told us that. oh wow yeah it's got two fans <laughs> wow no there wasn't That much information on it at all. It was just we've announced. Here's this console. Loads of people playing it. Really weird things going on, and then that was it.
0: Yeah. If it weren't for the fact that I had seen this beforehand on, I think it was Linus Tech Tips, and I think there was
1: another YouTuber.
0: I think it was like Dave 2D or someone. If it weren't for the fact that I'd seen them take a look at it physically, like have it in their hands. Okay. I would have immediately thought this was an April Fool's.
1: From the look of it, from the concept of it, what are your thoughts so far? I like the LEDs around the thumbsticks. I don't. Oh. I... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. Sorry, that's not my kind of thing.
0: I know a couple of these handhelds have the illuminated thumbsticks, but if I had it and it was an option, I'd turn it off. Fair dues. But then again, it depends how often they're used. I always forget the switch has an LED around the home button like this. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's how even frequently I ever see it. Now, the only thing we know is about the screen. So it's a 1080p and 120Hz panel. And Asus say that this will be twice the performance of the Steam Deck.
1: Okay, but then if it's twice the performance of Steam Deck, I'm kind of thinking, so how are they having this put together? What is the price range? Because if it's going to be a Steam Deck competitor, it has to be equivalent price range.
0: Yeah, there's no indication on price, no indication on any of the other specs, really, other than twice as powerful. I do believe they did say it is using AMD technology, though.
1: Yes. So they worked together to create, I think it was the most powerful AMD chip. Yeah, I'm assuming it's a new APU. Yeah. If
0: this came out £500, great. But I think if you're saying, oh, we're a competitor to the Steam Deck, and then come out at £1,200, you're not a competitor to Steam Deck. No, Someone who wants a Steam Deck isn't thinking, I want it for the top specs. They're wanting it for the the value that, that you get from that price. The affordability. Exactly, yeah, exactly. I, I still reckon, even on the low end, this would probably be like £800.
1: But then it, it can't be called a Steam Deck competitor at all. And they should be able to see that. Exactly. That's a bit like saying that you've got, say,
0: a two thousand pound top of the line gaming PC, an RTX forty ninety. And I go, Well, I'm coming out with a competitor to your PC. It's an Intel seller on with eight gig of RAM and integrated graphics. Technically it's a PC like yours is, but it is not it's a competitor near it's, performance-wise. It's well, it's not even aimed at the same demographic no. of people. Now, someone who wants something more powerful than the Steam Deck can go out and buy any of these other competitors, which are higher performance devices, but at a significantly higher cost.
1: Yeah, and and well, that's the thing. End of the day, it all comes down to affordability, what you can afford for a decent price or thing. And that's where Steam Deck place themselves. Now, like we said, and wholeheartedly, if they want to be a competitor, they need to be matching if not getting below the price range but i don't think it will i very much doubt they even need to match it but they need to be close i yeah i'd say 500 is kind of like the ceiling so this device will be running on windows and you will be able to stream through any normal streaming services that you have before game pass and pretty so will be on there there is a game library. What did it call it? It was a, it was a different name that I've heard of other libraries.
0: Oh yeah, it's um, is it something like the chest or the vault or the vaults?
1: Yeah, it's like a vault. There, yes, it's within your vault you can
0: do it. Yeah, so that's like the launcher. As you've used Windows 11 on my Steam Deck, haven't you? Yes. So it's not designed for that sort of input that you've got on the console. This, you just hit a button, uh, draw slides across, and you can put all your games in it. One nice thing from that, though, is it does support pinning games from different services. Okay. So you can put a game from Epic Game Store, from Steam, from, I don't know, possibly from the Microsoft Store or Xbox app.
1: Yes, you could have a few different games from different libraries pinned into the same sort of line.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So when we have more information, we will let you know. But the trailer will be in the show notes. Please watch it. Let us know what you think about it. But yeah, honestly, you will see why we thought it was falls.
0: Yes, I look forward to seeing it when it does come out, hopefully later this year. And as I've said, this year's the year of the handhelds.
1: You did, you did.
0: And speaking of handhelds, have you heard that Sony might be jumping back into the fray with a new PlayStation branded handheld?
1: Yeah, as far as we're aware, it's just rumours so far, isn't it?
0: Yeah, so this is called Project Q Lite.
1: Yeah. And the
0: little bit of information that is being thrown around, and again, as we always say, this is absolutely rumored. Nothing's been confirmed, so take it with a whole heap of salt. This is not going to be a standalone device like the PSP and the
1: Vita were. No, I reckon this will be a completely streaming device. I doubt that there'll be any sort of game catches or anything because why would they make separate types of discs and games for this sorry
0: just to clarify do you mean a streaming device as it only streams from the internet or streaming as in like a digital only device like the psp go or something like that a digital only device right no i mean completely streaming so you there reckon? will be no you won't be able to play this out and about on its own so it'll be wi-fi only well, you'll need well, Wi-Fi. Sorry, but sorry, you'll need to be...
1: you need internet. Tethered to something to play it.
0: Yes, and that something appears to be your own PlayStation 5.
1: Oh, really? So you need to be in the same house, basically. You won't be able to just tether it to your phone or go out or, or anything like that.
0: I don't know if it'll need to be in your house, but you will need to have a PlayStation 5, which is connected to the internet in some sort of low-power mode,
1: that you will be able to access similar to xbox where you can sort of obviously connect back to your xbox to play a game off your xbox to your edit device that you got
0: exactly but this will be a device uh, rumor is an eight inch screen which is pretty decent sized screen to be honest Mm. it will connect back to your playstation 5 and you can use it a little bit like the wii u gamepad yeah so if someone's using the tv you know you can pop out this device you can carry on playing your game Potentially, you can go out, but as long as you've got a decent internet connection, you can stream your PlayStation 5 remotely as well.
1: I always found, because whenever I tried to do, playing a game that way from the Xbox to like on a tablet, which is literally upstairs, I had such a bad connection playing it that way to the Xbox. Streaming it through Game Pass, million, million times better. But trying to stream it from Xbox, I always tend to have issues do you know what? Locally I've never really had too much issue playing on Dream. Like I was literally in the room above my Xbox and it was just really distorted. It was really bad latency. It was shocking.
0: All right. No. I've always had better experience streaming locally from my Xbox than I have remotely from the cloud servers. Not saying I've had a bad experience with the cloud servers, but yeah. it's usually better when I'm doing it locally.
1: Well, there we go, then. I guess we'll see how it goes. However, what well, I did see, it. I mean, it was way, well, way, way before it's just literally just announced the boss or concept image, which looks horrible.
0: Oh, yeah. So I, I mentioned that that's what they said the Switch was going to look like originally, where the screen covers the entire device and your controls are just like embedded into the screen, a bit like on phones where you get the whole punch cameras.
1: Yeah. Because it was kind of like the thumbsticks in the middle of your screen. So it was taking up part of what it could view. And it just looked horrible. So please leave that concept and don't do that. It's yeah. definitely not one to be doing. Not
0: only that, imagine how difficult something like that would be to repair if you yeah. crack the
1: screen. Oh, definitely. <laughs> but my biggest thing is if an enemy is attacking you and the underneath of your thumbstick is, well, you can't see them. Well, in all fairness,
0: you have got a little bit more peripheral vision than you would do if the screen was just a normal, you know, rectangle in the middle. So there is an advantage, but I don't think it's worth the extra complexity, the extra cost that it'll make.
1: No, definitely not. Keep it simple. Keep it the way that every other handheld is.
0: Yeah, and well, if you go and make a new handheld, make it so that you can play games locally imagine if they had something that was like i don't know the power of a xbox series s and you could only play playstation 4 and 5 games on it that were purchased digitally yeah you know you don't have to make a whole new media for it please sony please don't make a new media i've just remembered umds and m2 and memory stick pro joos and all that lot oh just have a digital only console that can play games without the use of the internet
1: Thankfully, Microsoft doesn't need to because Game Pass is on just about every device now. Uh, (laughs) And they're trying to play them all. Um, Sony, they don't know that they're looking to go into a similar market as Microsoft, but like you said, creating a handheld, which is digital only to be able to play the games, that would be the best route for them. But do we really need something like that? Unless this came out
0: at $150, 150 quid, 200 quid at most, would you be willing to pay? I don't know, potentially $500 for a Sony handheld, which is just a peripheral for your existing PlayStation 5.
1: No, definitely not. I don't think that would be a smart move at all. If it's tethered to your PlayStation, you would need to own a PlayStation first, ideally, really, to to then use the device.
0: Well, yeah, if the rumours are true, you won't be able to use it without a PlayStation 5. Although saying that, they've just done exactly that with a PSVR 2. Peripheral, which is more expensive than your actual console, you're plugging it into.
1: Well, I think Sony's starting to get to the point where it's like, how can we make more money? It's a social experiment. They're like, how much can we push this before they click on
0: that? Would, we're not for the gamers. We're for the money.
1: that's <laughs> like, we know they've been that way the entire time. So why doesn't PlayStation owners see it?
0: No. Uh- you're definitely a lot more hostile towards PlayStation than I am. Microsoft is just okay. my preference between Sony and, well, Microsoft. One place where we used to see all of these sorts of devices get announced each year, and in all fairness, used to be quite a highlight for me anyway, because I'm like geeky as hell, oh, yeah. is E3. He and unfortunately, they've announced that this year it's done,
1: it's cancelled. Now, the reason it's been cancelled is because, I mean, the three big hitters that are always there, Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft, have all decided to skip this year altogether. So that's already a big hit on E3, unfortunately.
0: And it would have been the first year since 1995 that none of the big console manufacturers had attended.
1: But not But no, that is just them three, because also Sega, Tencent, and Bandai Namco have also pulled out. So that's why they've had to cancel it, because they've gone, well... (laughs) what what, what do we do now we've lost them six what else can we show
0: yeah i don't think they're the only ones that had pulled
1: out is this the way we're going
0: yeah i kind of understand why companies like nintendo sony and microsoft and that won't be going to e3 because they have to pay to then put on a presentation at e3 so not only do they then have to do all this extra work to get something to show off? Because imagine you're Nintendo, for example, and you show up and you go, hi, welcome to Nintendo E3 event. Um, we're going to show you a new DLC for Animal Crossing because that's the only thing we've got to show at the moment. Yeah. People are like, oh, Nintendo, you know, it's the worst ever. They're obviously about to get bankrupt and everything. They're terrible. So you could get so much stick for putting on a bad
1: presentation. The thing is, though, because now they're actually starting to direct themselves. So have had a director not long ago. We're going to speak about one shortly. Nintendo had one not long ago. And these seem to be becoming, well, they, they're cropping up more and more. Because this way, it's an inexpensive way for them to show off and showcase things that are coming up for them. So instead of having to pay to go on to to do it, they just stream it to online services or whatever. And then that's it. Exactly. And not only that, it's at
0: the pace. So if they're like, oh, we're not going to have something ready to show off in May, but we will have something ready to show off in September, we'll just do our events at September.
1: and well, that's the thing. So they'll, they just hold off a few bits because the last director had, they only had, what, five, six things to talk about from Microsoft. And the last one was Hi Fi Rush, which was only announced at the start of the year and it's already a game of the year contender. So, yeah. It's things like that because like i said they can set their own precedents. they can set their own stage and properly do it a bit more of a production for them rather than having to be constrained to e3's timeline yeah exactly and i don't
0: know i don't think that e3 is really going to recover because once we went into lockdown due to the pandemic a couple of years ago all these companies were forced to do digital presentations instead yeah and then they think hang on a minute, why are we paying the ESA money to do a presentation when we can just do it ourselves? And it's essentially free, isn't it? You could just get a couple of people to put a presentation together, chuck a few trailers in, and that's it, you're done. Obviously, a lot of them go to a lot more expense than that and a lot more effort, but it's up to them how and when they push out all this information.
1: But no doubt they like, think about the traveling across there, taking the stuff across them, put them on these different areas to showcase their stuff. Here, yeah, exactly. they can do it at their office in a place they normally would do this sort of thing, set up the cameras and then stream it to like Twitch or YouTube or whatever. So it's a lot easier for them to do it. And like I said, because they had to adapt during lockdown, when, which, which everyone had to do they're like. Pfft, why we've never done this before ourselves. And a lot of companies out there are starting to realise we can actually do this ourselves at a less cost to us.
0: Well, yeah, the thing is, if they'd paid for the infrastructure to be able to do it during 2020 and 2021, when a lot of the world was in lockdown, they've likely still got that equipment and that yeah. setup and that capability to produce them going forward. So may as well get more value out of what you've already paid and carry on doing digital ones instead.
1: Now, I am very, very, very upset though because I always wanted to go to E3, but I don't think I'll ever get a chance to now because I no. don't see this recovering.
0: Well, me and Phil, when we were younger, this was a dream of ours to go to E3.
1: I think any gamer's dream is to go to E3. Yeah. The E3 event was something that you would never miss. If you was a gamer and you wanted to look into this stuff, I would be just sitting there, just watching it from start to finish. And you're like, yes, yes. Yeah. Just because it was just pure, it's exactly something like all my days. And you've got to
0: remember as well, unfortunately, this is going to have a knock-on effect for a lot of companies in the area. Hotels, places yes. to eat, the actual venue itself that rented out the whole space. So this isn't just, oh yeah, ESA is going to lose money and that. This is going to be quite a, quite a hit, yeah, to the local economy. This yeah. is something yearly that they probably would have actually relied on and planned for. This could be possibly a lot of businesses' peak period.
1: And the thing. You know, kind of like with any sort of business, they kind of know that they'll have a good few weeks of a massive bit of revenue that will sort of set them up for the rest of the year sort of thing.
0: Imagine if you're a retailer, like, I don't know, a toy retailer or something, and Christmas was cancelled. For yeah. many retailers, if Christmas didn't exist, they wouldn't exist.
1: Well, yeah, exactly, because they make so much sales and profit on Christmas, yeah, which then helps out the rest of the year. So sadly, this looks like the same here. Now, before we move into the Xbox Showcase, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by leaving us an honest review on your favourite podcasting app.
0: Or, if you're able to, you can support the podcast further from only £1 per month through either Spotify or Patreon. In return, you'll receive an ad-free version of the podcast and get shout-out in our next episode. Now, the final piece of news was the Idea Xbox Showcase which actually managed to creep up on us a little bit, didn't it?
1: Yes, so we had no idea about this at all. It was after the fact we'd already been shown and went, oh, Barry, there was a showcase early on today, which we had no idea about.
0: Yeah, it's when we saw all these trailers for games, and we're like, oh, what did they mean? They were from last night's idea Xbox showcase.
1: And I'm having like, I'm to scroll through thinking, where is the showcase I can't find the whole thing.
0: Yeah, it was on Twitch, weren't it? Not on YouTube. Yeah. That's why we couldn't find it at first no it took us quite a while the first title they actually shown was cassette beasts which seemed like quite a unique take on the monster collection genre i suppose you would call it at this point
1: yes so bizarrely enough as the name dictates cassette beasts you have a cassette player where you go around you capture different sprites onto your cassettes and you then transform yourself into the sprite to fight other sprites
0: and if the trailer's anything to go by, this soundtrack sounds amazing as well.
1: Yeah, very heavy as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I actually think that there was more effort put into the soundtrack than the graphics of the game, which I am not opposed to. No, never. This will be coming to both Xbox and PC, and the best bit its coming to Game Pass, which we always love because we're a little bit of a cheapskate, aren't we, when it comes to buying games. If we can get it free, why pay money?
1: Well, it's not Unless it's TV Sonic. Freak well yeah technically it's not free because we are paying for game pass so
0: yeah but it's no extra money to what we're already paying anyway so
1: no no no, no. I, I i do get what you're saying but we pay for a service want to use it
0: yeah exactly use it do you mean abuse it <laughs> <laughs> I, say, yeah. I say that i better play any games anymore i just don't have the time if you're interested it will be available later on in april the 26th to be exact and that's for PC Game Pass.
1: And then it is coming to Xbox Game Pass late spring.
0: Now, the second title showing off was quite unique sports game, Omega Strikers.
1: Yes, to me, when I saw this, I kind of had a feeling of... Oh, what's it called? Deja Vu? No, Mario Strikers, what's it called? The... What's the Nintendo Mario Strikers game they have? Mario Strikers? Is that was called. Akura, I thought it was called something else. It, that's the football game. Yeah. No, because we're reminded with that because you can go around, you basically knock over the opponents. When you launch attacks at the goals, so the goalie tries to defend it, but you can do different things to blast it through the goal.
0: This reminds me a lot of Wind Jammers. So I haven't played that game, so I don't know. Right. it is this game, we've spoke about in the past, it's basically this, but rather than three on three, it's one on one, I think it is. Okay. Or the other way I thought of describing it is Air Hockey meets Rocket League.
1: Yeah, no, no, I get with that one. That, that seems right.
0: There's a whole selection of colourful characters that you can pick from. Now, we'd actually seen this game at a Nintendo Direct about a month or so ago, I think. So it wasn't new to us, but it's nice to see more games coming to Xbox, especially since it gets passed over for so many recently.
1: Oh, yeah. It's normally Nintendo and Sony making their little backdoor dealings, we get missed out. So, no, like say,
0: I don't I'm think sure. it is. It's, well, maybe maybe it is with Sony. <laughs> Everyone wants the game on the Switch, though. It's an easy way to sell loads of copies.
1: Oh, no, definitely. But with this, it seems like you attack or fight other players to stun them to then to move on to school. It's like a fighting game, but football.
0: It kind of. It's there's been loads of games like this. Like there's been um there was a River City ransom volleyball game, which was very similar where you could actually hit the player and stun them or knock them out with the volleyball so it was easy to score. It okay. just seems the same sort of thing with this. Where if you can't get past the defense, just take it out. <laughs> just knock them out. That's the one. And both of these games so far, I was quite interested in and thought, I'll play it. Unfortunately, Omega Strikers isn't coming to Xbox Game Pass, but will be available later on in the month. Again, 27th of April, so a day later than Cassette Beasts. However, this next game, I can't think of anything more generic.
1: Can you not? The Carters 2 turbocharged? I
0: didn't even know, really know there was a to? Carters 1.
1: No, nor did I at all. They When they're talking during the showcase, they seemed. They knew about it like oh yeah I played the first one I'm like I had no idea this is the first I've ever seen or heard of this game so this is a
0: Mario Kart or Crash Team Racing sort of well car racing
1: game yeah
0: but it looks so generic
1: it does it doesn't nothing stands out nothing it didn't grasp my interest yes it looked interesting but it's not a game I go out my way to play no.
0: Although one thing that did catch my eye with it is it's six player split screen. Yes. How's that work? I assume it's like three down the left, three down the right, and it's split horizontally. That's the only way I could think of fitting them all on.
1: No, surely have uh, it'll be split vertically, you have three at the top three at the bottom. So it'd be three going across the top, three going across the bottom.
0: No, because a racing game, you need more viewable distance to the left and right than up and down.
1: I don't know. I don't see it working. <laughs> unless it's oh, definitely they not the way you've just explained tiny. it. I don't
0: Ow. know. I can't say anything bad about it other than it just looked. And I know I've already said this two or three times, but generic as anything. No, it looks very plain. Even the name. When not even like Turbocharged 2. It's
1: the Carters. The Carters. <laughs> the Carters driving go karts. All right. Great. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. So. This is online crossplay, so you will be able to play with other consoles if you've got friends who use them. There'll be over 12 game modes, and there'll be custom tracks included as well.
0: Looks technically competent. I can't really say much more than that, but maybe once we get a bit closer to its release, then I might have something else to say to it. And this is coming out in summer for both Xbox One and Series SNX.
1: Okay, we're now going to take a bit of a turn. Going from fast-paced, fighting, football, cartoon, whatever. How do you guys just sit in a coffee shop and just talk to people?
0: Do you know what? I've always wanted to be a barista.
1: Yeah. Just sit there, have a chat, serve them the coffee. This game looks boring to me. I'm sorry.
0: Well, this is actually the second episode of it. So Coffee Talk and episode two, Hibiscus and Butterfly, is coming to the Xbox on the 20th of April.
1: And it's given to Game Pass. So if you really want to sit there and be a barista and talk to people, you can do. Apparently it's it's
0: quite good. It's very lo-fi sort of chill out music to listen to as well. So I suppose if you just want to relax a bit, it might be a good game.
1: Well, it looks like you've got some sort of otherworldly beans. There's a guy sat there with horns and pointy ears. So
0: the game's set in Seattle. In 2020, but it's kind of like an alternative version of Seattle where there's like humans and I don't know if they are demons, but demon sort of characters, you know, horns, tails, elves, things like that.
1: There's a cat at the table.
0: Oh, oh, wow, there's a cat. Why is this now the third time we've mentioned a cat in this episode?
1: The cat sat on a chair at the table. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: The demon's not the thing that looks out of place in the screenshot we're looking at—it's the cat that's on a chair. Yeah. Oh my god! Look at me, he's so cute. He thinks he's a real person. All <laughs> oh, right, let's move on. So the next game was Homestead Arcana, which is kind of like a survival farming simulator, from what I can tell. We go around with the cat. Stop bringing up cats. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it, it, do you know that's the part of the story? There, you have a cat friend that goes around with you everywhere. <sighs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So, apart from the fact that it involves a cat, what else does it have?
1: <laughs> it's like a base building sort of game. You can craft spells, gear, and build a homestead. So, it looks like a bit of a farming similar to me. What about you? That is exactly what I said about 30 seconds ago. <laughs> oh, sorry. Flip's sake. I was listening to it, but then I saw a cat as well. Got distracted. Is this a game that you would possibly try and pick up? It, possibly. You know why I'm like with farming simulators. Yes spend far too much time
0: yeah it looks quite good so on top of making your farm to survive upgrading your equipment that you're trying to push back like this miasma that seems to have filled the world now yes. i don't know how you push it back or what you can do but it looks like you need to build better equipment to be able to venture into it to then try and clear it away
1: yeah it looks like this kind of taking over the land it looks like you are trying to clear it out yeah I, f-
0: I think that's the ultimate end goals to the game which is quite nice because a lot of these farming simulator games the the end goal is get married and then carry on the game as yeah. a married character at least with this maybe it's give you some sort of end goal where the farming part of the game is just a means to an end to yes save the world from whatever is causing the miasma go off fight it discover what it is and that
1: Yeah, it's you become better equipped to explore out and push it back.
0: Yeah, it does remind me a little bit of Harvest Stella. Okay. Um, In that game, again, there's a similar sort of... I can't remember what it's called, but there's like a miasma that falls down during a season. I think it's like the season of death or something that happens every so often, and you're trying to find out what's causing it. There's a lot more story, and I actually enjoy that a lot more.
1: This looks like this could be similar sort of vein where you'll either know what caused it or you'll maybe go out and exploring and as you're exploring find different bits of information that might tell you about how it came to be how it's progressing and how you stop it so might be a lot more of a story based behind this which would be quite good Thankfully for you barry this game is coming to game pass so you won't need to purchase it <laughs> and it's coming to game pass on april the 21st i love it when they tell me the game's coming to Game
0: Pass before they get released at least that way it (laughs) reduces the amount of times that i'll buy a game only for it to then come to game pass
1: i may jinx it but it has been a while since you've done that
0: uh yeah i think it's because it's been a while since i've bought a game to be honest well a new game i should say moving on from there though the next game closer the distance did you watch the trailer for this one
1: uh i don't recall as i was watching it i was actually kind of put in roast to bed and so i watched so much of it and then came downstairs and then got distracted
0: now this looks quite unique as far as games go so it looks like it plays a little bit like the sims that yeah. sort of top-down controlling people's destiny sort of thing however the story is based around a community that's in grieving after a young girl dies in a car crash so i think you're acting his her spirit and okay point of the game is to try and help all the other characters get over the loss
1: so you're there kind of to comfort them again, somehow
0: yes but you have to do it indirectly because yes. you're not a spirit that appears a ghost of christmas past or something you've got to do it a lot more subtly and i think that's a really beautiful idea for a game and definitely one that i can't think has been done before now i'm not saying it hasn't but certainly can't think of an example of it it possibly
1: could be maybe a game that might be good for people who are grieving.
0: Yeah, I think it It potentially could help with people like that. But I think sometimes there is something that's... I don't know if enjoyable is the right term or the right word for it, but just going through it, experience this a little bit more cathartic than blowing up an entire world's worth of aliens.
1: Yeah, it's kind of slowing things down you're taking a different look at a game that you would normally see and so it kind of gives you a different experience of the game when you play it
0: yeah that might be quite an interesting one now we haven't got a release date for this one it did just say coming soon but it is coming to both xbox and pc
1: yeah following on we've also got the author now i do remember seeing this trailer
0: This is the one where the trailer starts off and it shows like a fairy tale sort of environment and it's going through and all the flowers are blooming. And it reminds me a little bit of like a Studio Ghibli sort of scene. Okay. And then suddenly a flower pops up with a face and starts screaming at you. And it goes into a first person where he's shooting all these plants and stuff coming at him. But they're like hand-drawn. They don't look 3D. So I've wrote in the notes here, it's what I would imagine a Studio Ghibli movie crossed series Sam would be like. I do remember watching it. it and that's the only way I can explain it.
1: Very weird looking game, but yeah. Fun.
0: As we always do, we'll put all these trailers in the show notes. So in times like this where words are failing us, definitely yeah. go and watch them.
1: Now, we haven't got release date yet for this, but it will be coming to the Xbox and PC. But for the next game, Little Guardsman, I do remember this one. Well, you can basically dictate who can come into the city, can't you?
0: Yes, this reminds me a lot of a game called Papers, Please, if you've not seen that, where you're like a, a Soviet border patrol officer and that, and you decide who can come in and who can't.
1: Well, this is not as intricate as that, because you are a little girl, your dad's started to go away for a bit, and he's left you in charge to control who can come inside. It's gone away
0: so we can bet on some yes. orc football game or something.
1: So, you're there, and there's these different people, monsters, whatever, coming in, and you kind of have to speak to them and determine whether or not they're going to be good or not. And you can either jail them, send them away, or you can basically control their fate.
0: Yeah. And I believe from depending on who you let in. So, if you just start letting everyone in, you might let, say, someone who wants to overthrow the kingdom, or, you know, someone carrying a plague or something, perhaps. Yeah. That influences what happens to the kingdom if you're not doing your job properly. So you can't just go, yes, 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 and let everyone in.
1: Because they just kill you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, at one point, they get a phone call, like, yeah, you've hit your quota. Don't let anyone else in. It's getting a bit crowded up here.
1: Well, no, that though, because it popped up saying, um, fiction like 200 unique characters and then she killed them and it crossed out and said 199 <laughs> unique characters.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's got a bit of humor to it it looks all right yeah. one thing that popped me off playing papers please is and this is by design the game it's the atmosphere and it is so impressive it's all greys browns oh, okay. really drab looking something like this which is a little bit more entertaining a little bit more humorous could probably engage
1: me a little bit better we haven't got any details of it but if it does come to like a pass i'll give it a try to see what it's like The final game, which actually kind
0: of got me both a little bit excited and a little bit anxious, (laughs) was this new Vampire Survivor DLC coming with the tides of the Fuscari.
1: Can I ask the reason you're feeling bit anxious because of how much time you put into the game previously? You're going to have to go back into it again. That's exactly it.
0: (laughs) As soon as I 100%ed this, I was like,
1: I need to delete this from the Xbox. Because it's a very... Addictive? Yeah, it's addictive, but it's a very... No, it's too... Like a simple game, because it's just kind of a twin stick. Oh, yeah. You kind of aim and shoot in different directions. No, no, it's, it's not even twin stick. It's one stick. <laughs> you don't aim. <laughs> you, yeah, you're shooting in different directions. And so it's, yeah, it's a very simple, basic game, but it's, you kind of get lost in, don't you?
0: Yeah, because of the way it works, and you gain money, and then you buy your upgrades and new characters. The amount of times I've been like, ah, I've nearly got that character... I'll just do one more game. yeah, And then you'll get it and you're like, oh, I unlocked a new character. Oh, actually, I'm not that far away from that one. I'll have one more game. (laughs) So not only did I hammer this on my Steam Deck, when it came to the Xbox, especially considering it was in um, Game Pass, I was like, achievements. I can do it all over again.
1: So wait, have you 100% did it twice now?
0: uh knock knocked 100 of the DLC on Steam. Yeah, what I've 100 of the main game, and then on the Xbox I've done the main game plus the first set of DLC. <laughs>
1: right.
0: And the thing is, even when it's not in Game Pass, this game it's like four five dollars. It's an absolute bargain. Didn't you? You bought it on Steam, didn't you? Bought it on Steam. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then okay, it came to so bloody what... Game Pass. <laughs> oh yeah, there, there you go. go. That's the la-
0: that's the last game it happened to me with. I think.
1: Okay, so what's coming in the DLC?
0: The only thing I'm aware of is a new area called Lake Viscari, which isn't actually a lake, it's a forest. How's that work? And this is brought up multiple times, so I don't know why they called it Lake Viscari. Now, it's a new area, unlike most of the other areas in the game, which kind of just repeat, this is an area with pathways, settlements and that, that you can go to. Okay. And... I'm assuming there's going to be at least three new characters from the trailer. So there's that. Hopefully yeah, new weapons.
1: Archer, wizard, and some sort of beefy one with a massive sword. And
0: many, many sleepless nights.
1: <laughs> now, we haven't got a release date for this again as before, but as soon as you do, we'll let you know, because Barry will be ready for it.
0: Yeah. yeah. If it don't turn up for the podcast one day, it's probably because it just got released. Yeah, But the thing is, it's not just me. It's not just me with the compulsion to play this game. There's someone else we work with who it's his fault I started playing
1: this game. (laughs) Because he told you about it.
0: And he's done the exact same. He's 100% it, but on Steam for him.
1: It's a very simple game because I've played on the Xbox and it is a good game.
0: You only need to use one analog stick because you don't select when to attack and you don't select which direction you attack in honestly it's so simple that the Atari 2600 control scheme would work with it in fact you'd have one button left over
1: (laughs) I feel like that is everything we've had for this week we had quite a lot of news and it was nice to have a bit of a showcase at the end yep and with that we've come to the end of this week's episode if you'd like to find out more about anything mentioned you can view the full show notes at retrogamingdads.co.uk we've been the Retro Gaming Dads and we'll see you next time